Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season or only one episode. And sometimes it's a show we've been waiting the entire run of the show to do. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Do you feel like a man now that you broke my piggy bank? Guys, it's all happening. We are doing Megan Wants a Millionaire. Yes, Um, it's time for Megan Wants a Millionaire. I believe this was my first sign-off line? I looked into this. It was not. Oh, really? Because we didn't start doing the, like, Twitter banter sign-off lines until, like, episode five. And I don't know exactly when you say Megan Wants a Millionaire, but it's not your first one. But it's definitely a single-digit episode. I know I mentioned Megan Wants a Millionaire, and I believe episode zero. You know what? Maybe that's where it is, because I didn't re-listen to episode zero. Yeah, I believe I do talk about Megan Wants a Millionaire very early on. So I kind of love that episode 101 is Megan Wants a Millionaire. Uh, Yeah, so here we are. A hundred and one episodes down. And it's time for Megan Wants a Millionaire. Yes. Hosted by Regis Philbin. It is a game show. In no, no, which no, no. That's Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire. No, that's a that's a, te- that's a movie from the 50s. Oh. What's this then? Well, Megan Wants Love and Megan Wants Money. In Charm School Rock of Love, they talk about what the individual girls... Uh, ambitions are and megan off the cuff announces she wants to be a trophy wife right and vh1 went hmm and offered her a show called trophy wife that later became megan once a millionaire right uh so this is one of the celebrity dating shows this is actually one of the last celebrity shows yes we will get to that we're gonna talk about that but first let's pour one out wait wait before we pour one out There's something very special I have to do. I have an ad read because this is the first ever sponsored episode of Stay Doomed. So excuse me, let me pull this up. Sex Toy Dave created Sextoy.com, your source for all your sex toy needs. Use promo code MEGAN20 to get 20% off your next order at sextoy.com. Yes, this is a real promo code and real ad read from Stay Doomed. Check out sextoy.com and use the promo code MEGAN20 to get 20% off. And now, let's pour one out. What do you got there, Laura? Uh, I took a Twitter poll. At the end of every elimination ceremony, uh, everyone drinks champagne. So I just, I went with champagne. It's classy. It's simple. It's classic. That makes sense. And it looks like you're enjoying it. Yep. I won't take a sip because I know what champagne tastes like. Uh, I have. It's okay champagne. Okay champagne? (laughs) Disney champagne glass because that's what I own. Uh, I have uh, Lily's doggy water. (laughs) So uh, I went with uh, lime water. I don't have a good reason why I picked lime water. I just wanted lime water. 
Uh, and then I went blue Coruscant, my signature, and I wanted to make it blue. And then I added some vodka uh, for TJ because he's the vodka king. And I put it in a glass so that I could put a treat on the rim here so the water and the treat are separated. <laughs> it's refreshing. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's also very funny because there was an episode that hinged on... There was a challenge that hinged on making a cocktail. Yes. And we have both chosen to not make to martinis. ignore that episode and not make car- martinis because we didn't feel like a martini. So, uh, episode one of Megan Wants a Millionaire, we introduce Megan. Well, before we get into it, I just want to talk about the uh, the hype for this show. Yeah. Because I remember seeing the commercial for this and I loved the commercial. Okay. It was Megan on the beach with a metal detector. And then, like, something, like, beeps, and I, she pulls up a man in a tuxedo wearing a gold chain. And oh, And then she, funny. like, smiles to the camera, and it says, Megan wants a millionaire. Yeah, I'm actually, like, trying to pull it up right now. Um, yeah, this was a spinoff of First Rock of Love, because she was in the second season, and she got reasonably far. Yes. Before she was, uh, before her tour ended. And that, well, that's the Rock of Love things. Your tour ends here. And then she was on Rock of Love Charm School. Yes. Which Charm School was a different reality show series VH1 ran with the also rans of the various of love series. Right. Of like teaching them how to be people. Yes. So she was in Rock of Love Charm School and she was also on a season of I Love Money. Yes. So this would be her fourth. VH1 reality show. Yeah, I watched a little bit of I Love Money, and I remember seeing her there and her dog. Uh, and, like, she is a Barbie doll. Yeah. Like, she... <laughs> I remember her saying how much she hates clothing. Yeah. Because she was always in a bikini. Uh, and, like, if I looked like Megan, I'd probably wear a bikini all the time, too. Yeah, like, she's gorgeous. She is... Yeah, here is the... Uh, I did find the trailer. It's on her YouTube channel. Oh, is it? Uh, I think that's the other thing we have to address. There are only five existing episodes of Megan Wants a Millionaire. We don't even know if the rest of the season was technically completed. Yeah, if it exists anywhere, if it's just raw footage decaying in a vault right now. Because that's... um, When we talk about why the show was canceled later on in the episode... Uh, You know, I think we actually should get to it now because it's going to influence how we talk about the episodes. Yes, I I think you're right. So uh, this should have a content warning a little bit because this we're going to get a little true crime here. Yeah. Which is not something we're usually doing. Yeah, but it's very popular in the podcast world. So this should be our most popular episode. Um, So Megan Once a Millionaire had a contestant named Ryan Jenkins. Mm -hmm. And... During the airing of Megan Wants a Millionaire, like while the show was on the air first run, uh, Ryan Jenkins's wife's body turns up. He goes on an international manhunt. Yes. And then he ends up dying by suicide in a Canadian hotel room. Yeah, I forgot how much happened here. And it was very fast. It was over a couple of days. But like, it's not just like... They found the bodies. Like, there was a time where they found the first body, and then he was on the run for a bit. And her body was gruesomely mutilated. Yeah. Uh, They identified her using the serial numbers of her breast implants. Yes, I remember that exact news headline. Well, because it was 
intended to be they were trying Ryan was trying to get rid of evidence by making it harder to identify her body. And I, I think we do need to address that that murder happens. And uh, we will not be discussing a lot of the details out of respect for the Fiore family. Yeah. Because uh, I don't, we're not a true crime pro- uh, podcast. This isn't our main thing. Yeah. But we do have to discuss that it happened because it's so incredibly important yeah. to. The effect on not just this show, but reality television in general. And because of this one event. Particularly VH1 reality shows, because yes. this is uh, a genre killer. Yes, it is. We do not get a lot of further VH1 reality shows after this. We do get a couple that you can kind of assume were in the can. Yes. When these shows... Uh, the only shows that air after this are I Love Money 4 and Frank the Entertainer in a Basement Affair. Yes. So you can kind of assume those two were in the can, mm-hmm. so they're run. I don't remember them being as big of a deal as the prior I Love Money's Megan Wants a Millionaire's. Like, I don't think they were pushed as hard by the network. I think they were just run off because they were already done. Right. Uh, but they also put the production company pretty much out of business. They did put the uh, fa- the background search company out. Oh, wow. Ryan Jenkins had a conviction for assault. Really? In Canada. So it didn't come up. Interesting. Um, so that became the big problem of there was no longer a feeling of safety on these shows. So it stopped being credible to be able to do them. Gotcha. Uh, but the show, the last episode airs uh, right before Jasmine Fury's body is found. So this stops airing. As a direct result, it was first put on hiatus because they didn't know what was going on and they didn't know for sure that Ryan had anything to do with it. Right. But after uh, they found Ryan's body in Canada, after mm-hmm. the international manhunt, uh, the entire show was just scrapped. Yeah. Uh, only three episodes aired. Yes. Megan herself in early 2020 put episodes four and five up and she claims those are the only ones she owns. Yes. Or only one she has access to. So we we believe that there would be four more, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. So there are four episodes that we have a rough idea of what happens in that we know who wins. Yes. But I couldn't tell you what the challenges slash dates were. Yeah, no one really knows what those episodes were going to look like. There's been a little bit of discussion from various... Um, contestants right but we don't really know the order of how the last people based on this i can say there was one two three four there were five episodes we didn't see there were five episodes we didn't see yeah based on uh based on this it would have been a 10 episode run based on the numbers because usually the last episode is three people so just by numbers there would have been five more episodes yeah and i'm guessing they never shot a reunion no, because uh, the reunions are usually filmed about two weeks before they air. That makes sense. So there would not, this, we just wouldn't be at a reunion. Gotcha. So uh, that that's kind of some necessary background before yes. we get into this is, because I was going to leave it till, toward the end, but it's really, really important because it really colors how you look at Ryan through yes. the series. Exactly. So, 
I think uh, we'll we'll jump in now. Yeah, so now we can jump in. We introduce Megan. Mm-hmm. And we introduce Megan like through clips of her on other shows. Right. Uh, she's beautiful. She's a little conniving. Uh, but she wants to be a trophy wife. Right. And she's gorgeous. Like she's wearing usually the most bodycon clothes you can possibly think of. But they work. She has one dress that I actually have a note that like isn't super flattering. And it's insane because I'm like, who is this dress for if it's not flattering on Megan? If Megan doesn't look good in it. Yeah, like if Megan doesn't look good in something, you messed up the design. Yeah. Like, because she is, you you say she's a Barbie doll. She is. Yeah. Like, she's stunning. Yeah, she's like 90% legs. She's like Dee Dee from Dexter's Lab. Yeah, but like an adult. But an adult, yeah. Yeah, she's very tall. I believe I looked it up and she's 5'10". Okay. Because there's a point where I looked it up. Because in, in heels, she is taller than a number of the contestants. Mm-hmm. And we also meet uh, the narrator slash butler figure, who I'm now looking up. I'm trying to remember if he's Niall. He's Niles. Niles, yes. Yes, because I, I had that moment of Niles or Giles. Giles is who done it. VH1 procured a mansion for the svelte Megan and most agreeably hired me, Niles, as concierge and, if you'll allow me, narrator. Uh, I do not care for Niles. I don't care for Niles either. It, if we didn't see him in that one scene every episode, there's a moment where I was like, is he extra? Like, did they hire this guy once they finish shooting to be like, Megan's not enough to carry this show. We need you to be the host. He's comparable to Ricky Rockman in Daisy of Love, but he doesn't serve that confidant role to Megan. Yeah, nor is he, like, the one who sets up the challenges. He He's completely superb, and he's mean, but he's also not clever. Yeah, he's a weird character that he just, he doesn't accomplish anything well. The confidants are Cecile from Beauty and the Geek, which is another reality show Megan appears on before appearing on Megan Wants a Millionaire, and Brandy C, who she becomes friends with during Rock of Love. And we do not see enough Brandy C and Cecile. Yeah, I don't know what their purpose is. I I think they were supposed to serve the confidant side of, like, the big John, Ricky Rockman, like, confidant. Right, but they're only in the first episode. (laughs) They're not in enough of it now. Yeah, it's very confusing. Um, and they don't really seem to have a purpose. And that is totally on VH1. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandy C and Cecile were not on set very much. Because I listened to uh, Lacey from Rock of Love does a podcast called Talk of Love. And she had Joe on. Joe is one of the contestants. We'll talk about him a little bit more. And he mentioned wanting to get to know Brandy C and Cecile. Because he had watched previous Rock of Love, and he had not watched Beauty and the Geek. But mentioned that they were almost never on set. Yes. And we should mention, like, Megan was also on Beauty and the Geek. Yes. She was. She did not win that either. I believe she did. Did she win? I thought she didn't win. I thought it was, uh, I watched Beauty and the Geek. Because <laughs> it had that one, like, really conniving... Geek. Beauty, she wins the third season. She, oh, the third season. Okay, so she wasn't in the first season. Yeah, she and Scooter. Watched. <laughs> she goes to Disneyland and goes on vacation and gets her hair done. Nice. Uh, but then later, when she actually like gave an interview, she was like, I put it toward my mortgage. And that's Megan. Like, yes. I think that sentence is... 
Because this, this is the thing with Megan that I find fascinating. Megan is in on it. Yes. And I didn't realize that until watching it now as an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan, when I was younger, I was like, you know, I, I did not think very highly of Megan. But now as an adult watching it, I'm like, oh, oh, Megan's very much in on the joke. Yeah. There's some definite points in here that I will bring up while we watch it where I'm like, hey, I think I see what's going on here. But I remember as we were going through this thinking, I think Megan's cool. Like, I think I could hang out and just have, like, a drink with Megan. And she is legitimately so much smarter than the show lets her be. Yeah, she's playing this character very well. And she actually discussed that when she was on Rock of Love Charm School, uh, she was going to change. Like, she was going to try to be the reformed bad girl character. Okay. And then the producers were like, well, how about you don't? No, no, no. And (laughs) Megan, knowing where her bread was buttered, went, okay. Okay, all right. So, Megan kind of like, Megan is savvy. Megan's in on it. Um, looking back, Megan has actually said, like, I had a lot of fun in my 20s. What? Yeah. it's It looks like it was a great time. As someone, when I was watching this first run when I was 21, I was like, ew, Megan. Watching this as a 30-year-old, I'm like, yo, Megan knows what she's doing. Yeah, she knows what's Megan's doing. got a good thing going. So, let's talk about these dudes. Okay. The first one we meet is TJ. He's a vodka magnet. Yes. And I, I want to point out that this is how they introduce them, is they show up in a fancy car. They say what they do and what they're worth. And, and I try to keep up with it. I didn't put the net worths because I, I was trying to get all the names down. <laughs> but uh, I, I do what I can. So uh, I don't have TJ's worth. Uh, Sean's the exotic car customizer. A car customizer, which is a very interesting job. Uh, yeah, but he says he's an exotic car. So he's doing Ferraris. Yeah. He's doing expensive cars. And th- those kinds of service jobs are very, very lucrative. Mm-hmm. Because someone's got to trust you with this, you know. Very expensive Very, car. very, very expensive car. You've got to have that, like, credibility built up. Exactly. Big Mike is an investor. Investor. He's worth $2 million. Uh, Garth is a plumber. Yes. And he actually is the plumber. He plums. uh, And he's worth $2.5 million. He also owns the plumbing company. Yes. But he's very, very awkward. And it's very funny because he's a walking, like, Ed Hardy nightmare in show. But he's cleaned up and wearing a suit for the talking heads. Yes. And I found that super interesting. Yeah, it's very odd. Joe, the trust fund baby, who's very, very young and doesn't really know what he's doing. Yes. Super awkward. And his net worth is $10 million. $10 million. He rolls up and the first thing he says to Megan is, I'm Joe. Nice to meet you. You're beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. Awesome. Well, it was nice to meet you. Megan soon realized that with more money comes more... I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Personality. So, like, very much just like... A child, here are my needs. I would like them met now. Yeah. He is billed as the wealthiest. Yes. And uh, he. we're going to talk a lot more about Joe. Because Joe's the one I've gotten the most research on. Because okay. he appeared on Talk of Love and I watched his episode and it's great. Okay. Um, Donald, the movie producer... Hello, Megan. Hi. I'm Donald. Donald? Yes, I'm a movie producer. There was a young smoking blonde hottie who had brains, but a real banging body. Oh, let me see, I forgot the last line. I'll have to take that again. 
Look at Lily with a little tongue hanging out. Isn't she cute? I know. You want to give her a kiss? Okay. Oh, she's your baby. Even gave you some tongue. I know. Hey, I'm getting action already. Who it needs to be said is more than twice Megan's age. Yes, he's a very he's definitely an older man. He's only worth two million dollars. And uh the only thing I caught that he says is that he produced Chainsaw Cheerleaders One. Yes. And I was my immediate thought was who puts a one in the title? Well, he didn't do the sequels. Right. But that means it's just called Chainsaw Cheerleaders. Like, no one ever saw Lethal Weapon 1. They saw Lethal Weapon. And Chainsaw Cheerleaders had just come out. Like, it was a movie that was released in 2008 and had a budget of less than $50,000. Okay. So this wasn't like... There's a bonus episode for us to do. Yeah, this was not a big release. Yeah, I, I doubt. I don't remember seeing ads for Chainsaw Cheerleaders. Uh, that's not even his film I'm most interested in watching. In 2015, he directed Shark Exorcist. What? And that's... Oh, he's in pre-production right now for Debbie Does Demons. Now that is a great name <laughs> for a film. But Shark Exorcist? <laughs> like... That has to be, we're going to put a bunch of words in a, a fishbowl, and we're going to draw two out, and we're going to see what we get. Satan has jaws. I So it's the, just demons and sharks with this guy? Uh, for the YouTube video, I'm going to need you to put the poster up. Okay, I can do that. Uh, for the Podbean, it's a giant shark on fire with a priest holding a cross in front of it. Okay, we got to do a Donald movie. Yeah. Um, so... Donald is a movie producer and kind of offers to make Megan a movie star. But looking at what kind of films he's doing, uh, he makes B-movies is too generous a term. Yeah. He like, makes C-movies under the sea where the sharks are. You're so proud of that. I'm so proud of that joke. <laughs> What's great is... I hope you're applauding at home. My champagne glass <laughs> is a line from under the sea that says life is the bubbles. <laughs> Uh, then we meet Alex, who's billed as the swinger. Yes, and then I start getting annoyed because I'm like, swinger's not a job. How did you make your $3.5 million? And that starts the, like, the downfall because no one has a job after this. Uh, James is the baby. <laughs> the baby worth $4 million who has the crookedest smile I've ever seen. He's the trust fund baby. Like, he is... He doesn't, he explicitly doesn't work. Yes. Uh, because he's, he and Joe explicitly do not work. Joe implies that he cannot be trusted with working. Yes. And James just doesn't. Yeah, why would I have $4 million coming? Audi, the big dog. The big dog, not a job. Al. He, he's our poorest at $1.1 million. Al, the nervous guy. Yeah, being nervous is not a job. <laughs> the, the punisher, who got his start as a male adult entertainer. Yes. He's um, worth 3.1 mil. Sex Toy Dave. Sex Toy Dave worth 2.2 million. And they always call him Sex Toy Dave because there is another Dave. Yes, we have another Dave. Uh, Matthew, the pro wrestler. How is he worth $5.5 million and he's an independent wrestler? As someone who was an independent wrestler, I don't have anywhere near that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's Matt Riviera. Yes. Who's, who was uh, one of the NWA tag team champions. Yes. I did a lot of research. With I, Rob Conway. 
Yeah, I desperately tried to find some way to contact Matt Riviera on this yes. one. Because I, I looked through the thing and I was like, have I come across this man in my travels? And I have not. Uh, but yeah, I, he's got to be doing something else if he has $5.5 million. Uh, he currently has a pretty successful podcast. Okay. And ignores me. Double uh, <laughs> uh, O Dave. Yes. David, the world traveler. The world traveler, which is a way to spend money, not make it. <laughs> Corey, the hotshot. Yes, he's worth five mil. Francisco, the Latin lover. Yes. And then Ryan, the smooth operator. Hello, Megan. Look, we're matching already. We are matching. Have you met any Canadians before? Never. Well, it's about time, don't you think? Absolutely. Can I let you in on a little secret? Please do. Ryan whispers in my ear, you're going to love Canadian bacon. <laughs> Save me a spot up for dinner, okay? Which is, Ryan is, his entire edit is horrifying in hindsight. Every time you see Ryan, because honestly, I kept forgetting. Yes. So I kept being like, huh, there's, there's, that's a little creepy what he just said. Oh, and he murdered somebody. So it's really creepy what he just said. Yeah, Ryan's edit, and this was obviously the first couple episodes aired before anything happened. So Ryan's edit is unsettling before yeah, we find out he's a monster. He's edited to be the villain. Yes. Um, the rip on Megan's official YouTube page, I have to point out, of episodes one and two, has the commercials. Do you have too much body fat? G.I. Joe, rated PG-13, Friday. My Antonio premieres two weeks from tonight at 10. Yo, these mid these late 2000s commercials... They're doing it for me. Yeah, we were just sitting there like, oh yeah, remember my Antonio? And it's also like, you forget, VH1 had the longest commercial breaks. Yeah. Like, I got up and cleaned our kitchen during one yeah, of quite them. Quite a few times. And the next thing we do in this episode is everybody gets a little gift. Uh, the first episodes of these are always a little tedious because we have to go through and spend at least a second with everybody. Megan gives each of them a present because she's trying to set the tone. Yes. Because they're supposed to give her presents. So Joey gets a flashy little piggy bank. Joe, come on down. I'm sorry about earlier. I really didn't have to use the bathroom though. <laughs> I'm just a trust fund baby. My grandpa opened up a business back in the 50s and it's been very successful ever since. I could get used to the term trust fund baby. Cecile? Yes? Give me this white big bag. See what you got you for go. me. <laughs> what is it? It's a piggy bank! Oh, oh damn! You know me! I'm just kind of the trust fund baby, and I really can't help that. Unlike the other guys in the house, I don't flash it around and I don't brag about it. Bling bling! Mm-hmm. Uh, Double O Dave gets a globe. For traveling. The Punisher gets a whip. Sex Toy Dave gets fuzzy handcuffs. Which I'm like, he's a sex toy magnet. Yeah, for real. Like, <laughs> like he's probably... The, he probably, like, finds him under the couch like I do pens. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> He's going to look at him and be like, I made these. Sean has, like, a key. Like, a. it looks like a sorority craft. Yes. Like, <laughs> it looked like it was leftover prop from some other reality show. Yeah. And he wears it like it's a necklace. Francisco got an apron. Yes. Mike gets a teddy bear. Yeah, another odd one. Matt gets a cat of nine tails. Yeah, more sex toys. Al gets massage oil because he's so nervous. Yeah. She thinks it'll help him calm down. 
Uh, TJ just gets a framed picture of Megan. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Audi, because he's the big dog, gets a portrait of Lily, Megan's chihuahua, (laughs) who has more screen time than Brandy C. or Cecile. Yes, very true. Uh, James gets a golden ticket, and we also find out he is not a millionaire yet. Yeah, he's waiting for his grandfather to die. And he's a little ghoulish about it. Yeah. Like, it's like, ah, Grandpa will be kicking off any second. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes people are very, like, cavalier about death after the fact to try to, like, minimize the emotional pain. But, like, bro. Yeah. Like. Have some chill. Also, like, if I was in the will and my grandfather saw that, would I get disinherited? Yeah. Like, Jesus. Grandpa, Um, don't watch Megan Wants a Millionaire, okay? but But the lady's pretty. Yeah. Um, Garth gets a toolkit. Because yeah. he's the plumber. Which, again... <laughs> kind of like Sex Toy Dave with the handcuffs of, like, he has those. Yeah. Garth probably has tools that he likes yeah. that are higher quality. It's been real hard being a plumber all these years just using my hands. Thanks and, for the wrench, Megan. Yeah, and, like, we all know a plumber never leaves his tools behind. Yes, because we've seen the Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> we just watched that again. Uh, Ryan gets a pimp cup. Yes. For those of you who were not around or not, like, aware in the late 2000s, yes. it was not uncommon for someone to own a very large, ugly ceramic cup that said pimp and had glitter on it. Yes. The, it, if you... You would like to make it known in goblet form that you mistreat women. So that you would drink out of a sparkly goblet. <laughs> I owned a pimp cup. Everybody owned a like, pimp cup. I won it in, my college theater group used to do like a, a bingo game and that was one of the prizes one year. <laughs> and like, so for most of my college career, it was just in my dorm room, unused, because I was like, that glitter is going to chip off and like kill me. <laughs> uh, I don't, you don't see what Donald gets. No, because we, <laughs> this is mean, but it's true. He's not the most pleasant to look at, so we just don't see him unless he's doing something directly. And then Corey gets a crown. Yes. So he just wears like, and it's like a party city crown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> None of these gifts are particularly valuable. Yeah. Like this was, we sent a PA to Party City and Five Below with a list of one trait for each man. Yes. And told the PA to go nuts. Yeah. Go nuts. <laughs> have fun at the Spencers. Like this is what like my job would have been. Had yeah. I been on set, it would have been like, here's a shopping list, here's a hundred bucks, spend no more than this. <laughs> okay. And we find out that three men will be eliminated that evening. Yes. And so then they do the standard issue VH1 pilot opening night party. Yes. Where there's no challenge, it's just Megan mingling with the mm. men and the men mingling with each other. Yeah, and trying to get that precious time with Megan. And so Audi kind of corners Megan and talks about how, like, his last few exes have been like, have gone insane over him. And Megan's like, why? And he refers to, and I quote, his hump game. What do you do to them to make them crazy? Oh, no, I guess it's the hump game. <laughs> a what? <laughs> hump game? <laughs> is that a Rhode Island term? <laughs> <laughs> the sex, you know, is the way you want um, your, your thrust action. <laughs> Like sex, you know? Oh. Yes, because I got that hump game. And Megan is not charmed. (laughs) We're humped. We're humped, Captain. Yeah, like, Megan is like, okay. (laughs) 
And when you think about like, this is one of those moments where you're like, oh, that's right. Megan is so much smarter than VH1 wants to let us think. Because Megan is not charmed by the phrase hump game. Right. Um, and Audi clearly thinks this is charming. Double O Dave and Joe come to her rescue. Yes. And they're like, no, we'll be taking you away now. And she's kind of like, great, thank you. Uh, and then we have little moments with like the Punisher flirting with her, Corey. And again, we have Brandy and Cecile are also at the party, like getting to know various people. Yes. To kind of like screen them out. Yeah, we see them a little bit. This is not uncommon of like Ricky would go on, would talk to the men on Daisy of Love and give his opinion on them to Daisy. Yeah, at first this felt like, and this is another show I'd love to do on Stay Doomed, the show Cupid. Okay. Where basically the the plot of this, it was a dating show that was kind of run like American Idol. Okay. Where there was like live auditions and then you wheedled it down to like 12 and then America voted. Okay. But the Bachelorette was very kind. And then she had these two like evil harpies that would like rip these people to shreds so she wouldn't have to and she could remain the kind one. That's such a fun thing. And I was like, this is going to be a great dynamic for this show is you keep Megan kind of like aloof and sweet and then uh, you have these two other girls that are the mean ones. But instead, they just vanish. Yeah, like to have... But Brandy C in her characterizations in these shows has never been the mean one. She was kind of like Megan's assistant. Megan was the mean one in these shows. And then Brandy was like her hench person. Yeah, I kind of got the the impression of just like, if we're going to see Megan, you need to have seen Brandy just because that's how your brain remembers her. Which I don't even think is true. I think it was Megan wanted to give Brandy a job. Yeah, maybe. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to just bring Brandy with me. VH1's going to have to pay her. Yeah. Um, so we have this terrible moment of Al offers to give Megan a foot massage. Yes, I have a note here that says more feet stuff. We've been feet heavy here on Stay Doomed for a while now. So he's giving her a foot massage and then tells her he is dog jaw. Yes. And like gets her to reach out and like touch like... His jaw joint. Yeah. And then he turns and like barks in her face like a dog. Mm -hmm. Oh, Garth tries to get in on the foot massage, which is creepy as hell. Yeah, like let's each grab a tootsie. (laughs) No, no, get away, Garth. But then like Al barks in Megan's face, startles her, and she drops a ton of her, again, her white wine. So like it's not going to stain. And cries and then runs away. And only Brandy follows her. Yes. Which I was like, guys, this is an easy one. Now- I want to note that the first time it happens, because like they replayed a bunch of times and it's a little bit more edited every time. But the one time that we see it in full, you hear Megan laugh first. I have dog jaw. Dog jaw? What's that? Let me show you. Put your hand right and now watch. You feel it? No. <laughs> and that's when I was like, oh, she laughs because she's like a cool person that sees the fun in things. But then it clicks in her brain like, this could be a TV moment. Yes. So then she starts crying. And And we never see her face while she's crying. Yeah. I was like, well done, Megan. Because she cries like... (laughs) 
Yeah. And then only Brandy C follows her, which is like, come on, guys, this is like a freebie. One of you follows her and comforts her. Yes. Dumbasses. Um, now, I should be noted, this this pickup line, do you know what this is from? No. It's from Ace Ventura. Jim Carrey does this to Courtney Cox in the first. One time when I was about 12, I had this dream that I was being followed by a big dog with rabies. He had these really bloodshot eyes and foam coming out of his mouth. No matter how fast I ran, he just kept gaining on me and gaining on me and gaining on me. Then just before I got to my front door, he jumped and sank his teeth in. That's when I woke up and felt the back of my neck. Check that out. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> I was just like, he just tried an Ace Ventura line. I mean, as someone who has used a movie-based pickup line with great success, <laughs> I can't really hate on Al. It's not Ace Ventura. You didn't try to pick me up with like a uh, little Nicky line. <laughs> Popeye's chicken is the shiznit. <laughs> oh, look, we should go on a date. Uh, Megan comes back and her dress is wet and it's very like demonstrative. Yeah, I love- Because you know Megan's got so many clothes for this show. Yeah, I love that she doesn't change. She's just like, now nah, I'm going to keep wearing this. It's just, just for some reason. No, it's a, it's a manipulative girl move. So that yeah. like, I'm going to wear this so everyone knows and so that you feel bad. Yeah, nervous guy. Double O Dave shows some concern for her and Al grovels for forgiveness and then is like, I'll buy you a new dress. And she's like, okay. Yes. Double O Dave is this, like, out of everyone is the one that's always throwing his money around. Yeah. Because he's always saying things like, oh, Paris has the best shopping. We should go sometime. Yeah. So, like, as gross as it always is, that's the show. <laughs> oh, this show is a capitalist nightmare. <laughs> like, the show, everything, we haven't really gotten into it, and we'll get into it more in episode two, the very transactional nature of the show. Yes. There's this insane scene that i love where donald tries to manipulate megan and james into doing a movie scene because he's a director <laughs> which he, he isn't he's a producer he's a director oh is he a director I'm he sorry. directed shark exorcist i'm sorry um, i'm sorry donald and he's trying to manipulate james into saying that like donald is the man for you yeah and james doesn't because no. james is like no why am i gonna do this and james is like i'm the man for you and then megan like kisses him and donald, <laughs> donald goes no and flaps his wrist really funny we get a little vignette with tj where like he and megan have a good conversation it's not that interesting uh because they <laughs> yeah. have a real conversation we find out that ryan cannot legally work in the united states but he counter offers that he will not make megan sign a prenup Remember this detail. Yeah. We're going to talk about this a little more later. Uh, Garth and Joe get into a fight. Yes. Uh, Garth breaks Joe's piggy bank, the gift from Megan. Mm -hmm. And that's where the line. I hope you feel like a man for breaking my piggy bank. Thank you. Oh, it's so funny. And then he goes, I'm, I'm going to tell Megan. Yes. Which Joe is characterized as being a little kid. Based on the interview I saw with Joe. He is the Fox edit. Joe is drunk the whole time. Yeah. Which is the way to go. So we get to the elimination uh, ceremony. And the catchphrase for this transactional capitalist nightmare of a show, uh, if you you get to stay, 
your credit's good with me. Yes. And if you were thrown out, your credit has been declined. And she cuts up a credit card with ridiculous scissors that is usually used to open a mall. So we get this little scene where Megan's trying to make her decision. And Brandy and Cecile are like coaching her. Cecile says and does very little. Very little. But Brandy's like, think with your heart. Like, it's very cute. Yeah. Because that, Well, that's Brandy's characterization in the I Love Money's. And the Rock of Loves and the Charm Schools is she is genuinely very, very sweet. Um, this is like right after Mean Girls. You get the impression that she's like Amanda Seyfried's character in Mean Girls. <laughs> like her boobs can tell you if it's raining? Yes. Uh, not the smartest, but very sweet. Yes. So she's kind of the, um, I can't remember Amanda Seyfried's character's name. Because Gretchen Wiener is Lacey Chabert. Um, and I'm going to look it up because it's going to bother the crap out of me. Okay. Uh, I have to say, I think it's a missed opportunity because I really thought this was going to be the role that, or the road that they go down. I thought it was going to be uh, a moment where they look at these three very close and looking blondes and someone is not sure who Megan is. That would have been incredible. But they don't <laughs> do it. Brandy C is the Karen uh, to Megan's Regina. Yes. And I guess that would make Cecile the Gretchen Wieners, but Cecile doesn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, Cecile is genuinely not a presence in this She's show. She's a step above Glenn Coco. So we get the elimination ceremony, and she keeps the following in this order. Ryan, Corey, Francisco, Punisher, TJ, Sex Toy Dave, Alex, David, Big Mike, Matt, Sean, and Joe. So then it's down to James, Audi, Garth, Donald, and Al. So James, the one who doesn't have the money yet. Yes. Audi, Mr. Hump Game. Garth. The plumber. Donald. The producer. The vampire. No. <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> and Al, the nervous guy. So then... We we keep Al because he's no, good TV. No, we keep TV. Garth. Oh, yeah. We keep Garth because he's good TV. And then she eliminates Audi and she eliminates James. Yes. Because James doesn't have the money yet. James doesn't have the money and also is a terrible kisser. And I wanted to bring that up because he's the first to kiss Megan and it's terrible. And it's the first in a line of terrible kisses on this show. Yep. Let's, if we're going to pour one out, let's pour one out for Megan on this one. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and then it leaves Al and Donald and she chooses Al to give him another chance. And then Donald, through this elimination ceremony, <laughs> references season two of Buffy... Which is a 1997 reference. The song Bye Bye Bye, which is a 2000 reference. And this show aired in August 2009. So these references were dated when he makes them. Yes. Like. (laughs) When he's eliminated. He says, I'm going to take the words of the great Lady Gaga. I, I believe he says, I believe it was the words of... Lady Gaga. I was like, are you not sure if it's Lady Gaga that sang Just Dance? I mean, Gaga was pretty new at the time. So then we get to episode two. Episode two starts with something we do not see in any other reality show. The Business Center. Yes, this blows my mind. They have access to the internet. They have access to their cell phones. They could not have their cell phones on them. But they could access their cell phones at any time, but they had to stay in the business uh, business center in the safe. They had keys to the safe and could go get them, okay. but they were not allowed to leave the business center with them. Okay, this is all from sense. Joe's interview. Okay. And so people were working because 
Megan wants a millionaire's like contesting class were not people who could just not work for two weeks. Right. Because these shows are very, these shows film in about, uh, each episode's about two days. That makes sense. In real time. Like a day for the challenge and then a day for... A day for the challenge, the night where there's usually a date, the next day where there's usually a date, elimination ceremony. Yeah. So then we get the Valentine's Day challenge. So seasonal, because we're yeah. we're recording this uh, the day before Valentine's Day. Yes. And there's a whole table full of craft supplies. And they're allowed to use anything that they have access to. Yes. To make her a valentine. Yes. This is a little tough uh, because you kind of have this thing of some people take it very seriously and use what's on the table and some people go another direction. This this straight up is a challenge from Burning Love, the parody show. Which ran too many seasons for us to do, unfortunately. Yeah, where there's like the challenge is to make a sock puppet. (laughs) So Big Mike calls a designer. To have a custom dress made for Megan. Yes. Remember the phrase custom dress made for Megan. I'm going to come back to it. Right. Uh, Sean decides to do the art of eating sushi off a naked body. Yes. And he's going to be the naked body. (laughs) Uh, The thing I find hilarious about this is we see all the takeout containers. So he doesn't like hand roll the sushi. No. (laughs) Like he has Niles call out for sushi. Yeah. Call Mr. Sushi. Get us some tuna rolls. And then uh, Garth. Is gonna write. Garth has been working on a song for her since Rock of Love. We're, we'll get to that. And so then we get to the actual presentations. And Francisco uh, makes her a lovely meal and brings her wine. So he kind of like sets it off and was like, I used what was in the house to make you a gourmet meal. And right. here's a corresponding wine. Uh, really thoughtful, like, good boyfriend shit. Yeah. Frankly. Al gives her an $8,000 check for Botox. Yeah, just straight up money. But like for a spa day. And says like Brandy C and Cecile can go with her. Uh, Brandy C, they mention the specific uh, spa and Brandy C screams, I got my boobs done there. That's where I got my boobs done. So like you could, if they'd had a scene where like he consults with Brandy C of like, where does Megan like to go for her? I mean, I think there's a big difference between getting someone like a spa treatment where you get pampered and a surgery. <laughs> well, a lot of these places are now medical spas. Right. Uh, so they have both. Right. There's a medical spa next to the spa where like b- before COVID, I would go to get a massage back when that was a, an option. Right. I could go get procedures next door should I have wanted to. Uh, not my thing. Alex gives her expensive red lingerie in a size too big for her. Is that what happened? Because I know she's like, oh, granny panties. And I was just like, but they're lingerie. Like, are you just upset it's not a thong? I mean, she does say they're too big. Okay. And lingerie is a very risky gift for a woman you don't know super well. um, Because... You hit that of like, what size does she wear? If you get her something too small, you have, she's going to feel bad she doesn't fit into it. If you get her something too big, she's going to be like, how big do you think I am? And right. that's what we get here. Ryan doesn't know what senses are. He's like, I'm going to, you know, get your five senses. First your mouth. And she goes, that's not a sense. <laughs> and then your hand. She goes, not a sense. Not a sense. <laughs> 
Uh, Joe gives her a white bikini bottom that he's like put crayon on to say trophy Trophy wife. wife. (laughs) And I love it. Yeah. Uh, Because it's, Joe does not understand that everyone else went outside to do other resources. And he literally just used what was on the table. Well, it's from Joe, right? Yes. Who's trust fund. So like, he doesn't know how to use resources. (laughs) I would think he'd know how to spend money. Like that would be the thing he'd understand. Uh, Matt makes her cupcakes by hand. Right. Which is, again, like, I think that's good boyfriending, frankly, of like, oh, I made you this. Like, when we had the Christine McConnell episode and you made me the peanut butter bones. Yeah. I thought that was very sweet. Uh, That kind of thing. Corey makes her a card and she's not impressed. Yeah. Because, again, Corey, like, misunderstands that everyone else was just like, oh, okay, here's the stuff on the table while I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah, I'm going to throw money at her. Like... Joe and Corey, um, Joe and Corey kind of do the thing where, like, they actually follow the letter of the challenge. Right. And are punished for it. Punisher gives her a lap dance. What's great is the Punisher is wearing assless chaps. Yes, he is. But he's facing Megan, Brandy, and Cecile, who think this is hilarious and are having a great time. But the rest of the men are getting just a face full of man a ass. Punisher ass. And the way VH1 does their censor bars is very, very funny. It's Punisher's face. It's just, it's two Punisher faces, one over each butt cheek. Yes, which is funny because it, when it comes to centering an ass, the thing you can't show is the crack yeah. of the ass. So you don't need to do it that way. They just knew it was funnier. The editors at 51 Minds kill it. I'm actually, I wouldn't be surprised based on what he was wearing if what he's wearing did not actually need to be censored. I don't think it did. It's just they added the censors to make it filthy because I know that's something they did in The Surreal Life. Yeah. Because there's a moment where uh, Ponch from Chips okay. uh, is in it and he's in a robe and he flashes his robe, but he's wearing a swimsuit and they blur it. So it's like, ah, he, he was naked. It's like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> we're, we're creating a fake reality now. Yeah, like, uh, not always does this happen. Uh, because I was stunned to find that on the Hulu releases of Rock of Love, they don't edit everything. Yeah, that was very odd. Because you walked in and it was just boobs. Yeah. And I was stunned because I've only ever seen the VH1 edits. And I was just like, oh. Yeah. And then you kind of find yourself wondering of like, what was the consent there? Because if I'm doing a show for television and I know it's going to get blurred anyway, mm-hmm. am I behaving differently than I would thinking that someday it would be released without the censorship? Yeah. Uh, which they actually talk about in relation to I Love Money. Of like, eventually they needed to tell people like, can you put your clothes on a little bit? Thank you. Please. Like, a little more clothes. Thanks. <laughs> it's hard for editors to constantly be blurring. So, uh... Sean has sushi eaten off him, and, like, it's a little weird. It's very weird, because they, they also, like, put it on his face, which that's, is That's not... the piece she eats, too, is the yeah. piece off his face. Almost like she wasn't sure if he'd, like, showered recently enough. Like, the ceremony of eating sushi off a body, yeah. I imagine, has a lot of protocol to it. Well, I know that, like, a big part of it is there's a special name for the soup that you eat out of a woman's crotch. Like, the area where her legs meet her pelvis, mm-hmm. you fill that area with a soup. Huh. 
I, I used to know the exact name of this. Yeah, the art is called uh, Neo Daimori. There you go. And it was... The sushi is placed on sanitized leaves on the model. Yes, usually it's on top of leaves. Which we don't have enough leaves on him. Yeah. There's some leaves, but not enough. Yeah, and it should be like those big, beautiful banana leaves. And it's like a very... It's not very sexualized. You're not supposed to like talk to the models or like sexualize them in any way. Yeah. It's a plate. Um, <laughs> you don't want to bang a plate. Yeah, it's it's a very old like 500-year-old tradition that uh that stems from Japanese culture. Like it is actually one of those ceremonies that we have sexualized in 20th century, 21st century US. Right. But it wasn't really a sexual thing. So, Sean does it. TJ brings her a bottle of his own vodka. Yeah. Again, with the, like, oh, this is on the couch. Well, also, I think this is, like, this is kind of a commercial. Yes. Uh, we're going to get into, like, some of them pushing their own brand a little bit. Oh, yes, we are. Uh, we're going to get real into it. It's going to be fun. Uh, but TJ also, like, we find out that Megan loves vodka martinis. Yes. So, like, TJ's also giving her something she'd use. Right. Dave makes her a passport for all of the places he's going to take her shopping. Mm-hmm. And Mike brings her this custom black dress. It has tags on it. Yeah. So it's off the rack. Yeah. It's a lie. And we also never see the designer's face when because we, we see the designer, like, come to call. Yes, and he's like, dark sunglasses, hat. Yeah, it's like, a PA. Yeah, I was like, we're going to disguise you. So, the, uh, Big Mike claims it's a friend of his, but, like, it does not seem... Like, he name drops a specific real designer. Lloyd Klein is a real designer. Mm-hmm. But I find it really interesting that we don't see Lloyd Klein. Right. Uh, I think, at best, it's an assistant to Lloyd Klein. Most probably, it's a PA on the show. Yes. Garth then sings this terrible song called Sex Mode. Here you go. Sex Mode. Grab my stick and shift right in the sex mode. Spin you around and pin you down in sex mode. Oh, yeah, I found it. Yeah. I'm- <laughs> I forgot I found sex mode. That reminds me. It's time for another game show. Oh, no. It's time to play... Which is a song by Garth the Plumber? Oh, I have a list of songs here oh, no. by Garth the Plumbers. <laughs> and you tell me which one is real. Time to get loose or unblocking the clog? Oh my god. Uh, unblocking the clog is real. No, it's time to get loose. It's time to- Uh, time to get loose sounded better. <laughs> Work in the wrench or pipe player? Pipe player's real. Pipe player is real. On the pipe player, pipe pipe player. On the pipe player, pipe pipe player. On the pipe player, pipe pipe player. I'll lay the pipe. Oh man, hate it. Megan is a floozy or land this bitch? Oh, God, land this bitch. Land this bitch is correct. From the super duper 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 gangster shit, land this bitch. 
Because he rents out like after he's jilted, right? There's, there's two of them. There's land this bitch and land this bitch rock version. Oh, I thought you were going to say a remix. I was just going to die. Tiny slut or baby bitch? Tiny slut. No, it's baby bitch. Damn it. Peel me off a layer, baby. Big money. Onions and funions, baby. <laughs> and this has been... Name the real song by Garth the Plumber. I did poorly. <laughs> I did not do well in this game show. Sex mode. Sex mode is real. <laughs> uh, that one I know. Uh, and everybody giggles through Garth's song. Megan is just uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, the winners are Sean, Big Mike, and Al. Yeah, for best gifts. So Sean's sushi art. Uh, big, because he committed to the bit. Right. And then Big Mike and Al gave her expensive things. And then we get through. Uh, we find out this idea of the dates. Niles is the concierge and you can buy things to give Megan on the date. Yeah. Because this show is horrendously capitalist. Yeah. With your own money. Yes. It's not like you won credits or something like that. And uh, Joe confirmed it is your own money. That's insanity. And... Uh, Garth, like, has a tantrum because Megan doesn't choose him. Right. And she's like, I wanted something more romantic than sex mode. So then he sings sex mode again to her as, like, a slow jam. As a slow jam, which is does not appear on his album list here. And A-plus to the VH1 editors because they focus on Lily. And Lily the Chihuahua sells wanting to die then and there. Yeah. Brilliantly. Because... <laughs> I remember hearing this thing of, like, an editor can make or break your show. And the sign of a bad editor is when a joke is made and they cut to a dog going, But they do that perfectly here. Yeah, because it's not the dog going, It's the dog just looking like, help me. (laughs) The dog is best compared to Jenna Marbles' dog Marbles. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that level of, like, why? (laughs) So we get to these gifts because we get to the concierge session and Niles gives them a list of a red juicy couture jacket, mm-hmm. a dozen long stemmed roses and a Tiffany snowflake necklace. And Big Mike opts to go off menu. He's like, I'm going to get her something else, which apparently you can do. He's the only one who ever does it. Right. And Sean and Al decide to buy the other one's together between them and then sean they're they're like okay we'll just we'll half it and uh niles runs al's card and he's like cool have a great day and then sean's card declines yes oh classic and then al pays for the difference with cash and gives him five hundred dollars when the total was like 800 some. Yeah. She- so he tips Niles a minimum of like 50 bucks. Could you imagine being tipped for being a game show host? I mean, that's the dream. <laughs> Just like, what a weird person to tip. I mean, it, it doesn't make Al look like, bad. You know I'm not real, sir. <laughs> you know I'm already being paid by VH1, sir. Mm-hmm. So Garth is like, I'm going to get my friend to help me here. My best friend, Dick Squiggles. (laughs) 
<laughs> I forgot all about Dick Squiggles. No, I, I didn't. What, a, what an amazing Dick name. Squiggles. I want to I, I meet Dick Squiggles. I wish I had a Dick Squiggles in my life that could solve problems for me. I, I'm going to tell one of our friends to start going by Dick Squiggles as a birthday gift to you. Oh, that's perfect. So, Dick Squiggles. Um, he tries to quit the show. Dick Squiggles is going to pick him up yeah. from the mansion. And he and Megan have a confrontation where she's like, you're trying to manipulate me into giving you attention. Uh, you're lucky to be here. You'll get a kiss when you deserve one. Yes. And Megan just like gives better than he does. Yeah. As far as like manipulation. Megan is smart. Mm-hmm. Megan at this point, uh, I, I, I kind of hate to say this, reminds me of my boss. I have a boss that makes the exact same face Megan does where she raises one eyebrow. Like, are you really going to give me this shit right now? <laughs> and I was just like, like, that was one of those moments where I'm like, oh, Megan's really smart. She knows exactly what she's doing. Oh, watching this as an adult, like Megan's gameplay here, mm-hmm. like her emotional gameplay is, she's she's a prodigy. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you're just like, wow. Like, game recognizing game here. And it works. Garth is like, I'll stay. Yeah. And also says, she's just like me in a dress. And I was like, no, no, no. You no, guys are Garth. completely different. <laughs> um, so they get to the date. And Al gives Megan the roses from him. And Sean's like, okay, I guess like the next thing will be from me. And then Al gives her the jacket. From him. And then Mike is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you something. And he gives her very beautiful ski gloves that were not on Niles' menu. Yes. But he, she's happy to get them all the same. Yeah. So you can order off menu apparently. Yeah. And she's happy to have them. I assume that she has some input on what's on menu. Right. Uh, But like, she likes the gloves. She's happy to get them. They're probably very, very nice. And then Al also gives her the necklace. Yeah. So Sean, at this point, has given her nothing. Al has showered her in gifts, and Big Mike has given her a very nice gift as well. Right. So they kind of have the ski date. It goes fairly well. But, like, there's definitely tension that, like, Sean didn't give her anything when everyone else did. And I believe Sean's the one who knows how to snowboard. Yeah. Like, Like, everyone's on skis except for him, who's, like, snowboarding. And I that kind of clicked in my brain, like, oh, he's he's happy to be skiing. Yeah, like, oh, he's just doing a thing he likes. Yeah. And then, so we, we get back to the house, and they're doing the the standard, like, everyone's trying to fit in time with her before the elimination. Because if you don't win the date, your time with Megan is pretty limited. Yes. And we find out, like, we see her trying to talk to Joe. And we find out Joe's never had a girlfriend. And Joe just likes her dog. Yeah. Joe is me right now. Like... The, like, I'm going to pet the host's dog because I don't really know what to do right now. Mm-hmm. He is charming and amicable with Lily. Yes. And, like, admits he's never had a girlfriend. Yes. Um, At this point, I get vibes. I'm like, I think Joe might be gay and trying to hide it. Yes. Because I, I like, kind of just, like, get that feeling. Yeah. I'm not on board with this idea. Until the next episode. Spoiler, I get very much on board with this idea. But my thought is, I'm like, okay, there's no way you have that much money 
and you've never been able to get a girlfriend. Like, yeah. there are gold diggers who will pretend to like you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a, mm, I don't know about this. So we get to the elimination ceremony. Yes. And she keeps in this order, Al, Big Mike, Francisco, Ryan, TJ, Double O Dave, Punisher, Sex Toy Dave, Corey, and Matt. Now, if you're at home thinking, hey, who the heck is uh, TJ and who the heck is Francisco? Why aren't they talking about them? It's because they didn't do anything. Now, this is a common thing with these VH1 shows of Francisco and TJ are in the show longer. And so we don't get as much from them early. Yeah. Because they, they don't need to get their TV time in now. Yeah. Um, so then we have Garth, Alex, Joe, and Sean remaining. She keeps Alex. Right. And then she and Garth have an altercation. Yes. And she throws Garth out. And she said, I made the decision to get rid of you when you tried to leave. Yeah. This but is you're going to leave on my terms. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. Get him. Get him. And because she's like, you're lucky to be here. And he goes, you're lucky I'm here. And she's like, excuse. She does that eyebrow raise yeah. that you mentioned. Uh-huh. And she, he pissed her off. So she just like cuts his credit card very quickly and vindictively. Like, yeah. nope, goodbye. And then... She calls Joe up, and Joe kisses her, and it's terrible. Yeah, well, she's considering getting rid of him, and she's like, step your game up. And she's like, I'll, I'll step my game up. And he, like, awkwardly steps forward and grabs her, and then presses his head into Megan's face. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't call it a kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about as romantic as running into someone on the sidewalk. Like... I kissed somebody like this on stage once. Yeah. Because I was very, very nervous because their very, very jealous girlfriend was in the front row. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid I was going to get beat up after the show. So instead of like kissing him normally, like I had done in rehearsals, I just hit this kid in the face with my face. Yeah. It's because it's like, this is what I have to do. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just like, you're nervous and you're just like, Bleh! and it's terrible. Uh, but she keeps him. We get great reaction shots from Matt and Alex of just like, oh no. It, it's kind of like we watched the scene with uh, Quicksilver from Days of Future Past last night where he saves everybody to sweet dreams are made of this. Oh, yeah. And when there's the like teenagers kissing and he makes that face, mm-hmm. that's what we get. Yeah. So then we just, we get this thing where she kind of like finds out the truth about Sean and that his credit card was declined. Yes. And she cuts him. For not being honest with her. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and she's, well, no, she kind of says, like, I need a man who's going to stand up for himself and for me. Right. And it's humiliating for Sean. Like, this episode is just humiliating. It's a bit rough for him, yeah. Because not he's naked, having sushi eaten off him, <laughs> and then his credit card gets declined, and then he gets cut. And then, yeah, it's all for nothing. Like, this episode is just a humiliation conga yeah. for Sean. So this last episode, it aired the day after Jasmine Fiore died. Right. So this this episode was the last one to air. The show was officially put on hiatus later this week. Uh, And it opens with Ryan, chillingly. Yes. Talking about there's only three kinds of girls. Bettys, players, and princesses. And I'm going to guess, like, Bettys are, like, the girl next door. 
I guess, yeah. He doesn't go into a lot of detail about what these girls are, but he's never rolled with a girl on his level before. Like, trying to kind of go, like, Megan's not like other girls, which is a woman, like, you're not like other girls, raises my hackles instantly. I know it does. Uh, It's why I think Nia Jax was, at one point, coded to be such a great female villain, Mm -hmm. because so much of what she was given is directly intended to make a girl angry. Mm -hmm. The challenge for this week is really fun, because they're put into uh, four groups, there's 12 men remaining, and they need to make a business plan featuring Lily the dog. Yes. Uh, So the groups are Al, Punisher, and Francisco, TJ, Big Mike, and Alex, Sex Toy Dave, Corey, and Matt, David, Joe, and Ryan. Joe openly complains. He's like, I don't have any skills. Yeah, I don't know any of this business stuff. (laughs) Which is great. Like... Joe just off the bat was like, I have no skills. And it should be noted that, like, Megan just makes these teams. Like, Mm -hmm. they kind of seem to come out of no rhyme or reason. I'm guessing that there's some sort of producer interference of being like, we're going to split up the people who've already had dates with you. Yeah. So you don't end up with all the same people and stuff like that. Yeah, because Al, Big Mike, Al and Big Mike are on separate teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sean's gone. It's always very uncommon for someone to get the date and then be gone. Yeah. So the joke, the uh, ideas are like, Al talks about making a workout video. Punisher comes up with a dog spa. Well, Al's like, you two both have great bodies. So let's get the dog in some like uh, thigh warmers or whatever those are called. And you guys will just like work out with the dog. It's never been done before. And they're like, no, <laughs> please don't make me do that. I mean, this is pre-goat yoga. I feel like that would actually sell pretty good now. Using your chihuahua as like a small weight. I don't think that was the idea. No, it I wasn't. think it was to keep the dog healthy. I know, but like I feel like the other way around, it would actually kind of work. We're gonna start a business, guys. <laughs> Does it mean I get a dog? Because like I'll commit to this idea if I get a dog out of it. We'll put up a poll. Yes, guys, please vote for me to get a dog. I don't ask a lot of you. I want to get buff, so it needs to be a Great Dane or a. Uh, St. Bernard. No, it needs to be something you can lift with one arm. Because I know. I want to get buff. Oh. <laughs> Guys, make it a corgi. Please. Um, so then uh, TJ, Mike, and Alex do like, they call the Lily Hauserman Spa like a non-profit that's going to help dogs. <laughs> and Megan loses it. Non-profit. And like, she forces Alex to admit he wouldn't invest in the company. Right. It's It's an expensive dog spa. And they're like, what a dumb idea. And then the next group comes in and is like, we have this great spot. <laughs> yeah. And then also like kind of flounders. Mm-hmm. So then uh, they have the Lily Network, the LL Network. And it's a membership. And it's very, very nebulous. It feels like a Patreon. Yeah. Like it's pre-Patreon, but like I, I, it's very nebulous what you get for the membership. It, it sounded more like a fan club type thing yeah like, like what mary kate nashley did where it's just like you get a picture of this dog because you love this dog yeah like i was part of the power rangers fan club <laughs> uh but like matt really flounders and sex toy dave tries to like salvage the presentation but there's only so much he can do and like i was all aboard what matt was saying because in the beginning when they're planning he said something along the lines of she wanted this dog to make Billions, right? Not millions, but billions. Is that what they said? Well, let's just sell something really expensive. 
And if they had continued going down that route of like, we're going to sell dog collars for $250, I think that would have won. Yeah, like prestige dog wear. Yeah. Which like now is a business model. Absolutely. And uh, the next one is Ryan, Dave, Ryan, Double O Dave, and Joe uh, do like fancy, fancy food. Yes. the And there's also like a treat and water like yes, dish. Yes, lily dog water. So like what your cocktail was. Yes. Ryan's the team captain. He wins the date. And then Joe and, Dave, uh, Joe and Double O Dave are going to get the pair date the next day. Well, there's a great moment where they're doing the presentation. They're like, Joe, take it away. And Joe steps forward and like nothing happens. Yes. And then I think I was like, let me take it actually. And it's great. Ryan wins the individual date and they could do a backyard barbecue or he could buy her dinner at a very nice restaurant and an Aston Martin to take her there. And he opts to like trick the date out. Yeah. They they go to the dinner and then in the edit, Ryan claps at a server. Yeah. Again, like the edit, they don't know that he's a murderer when right. they're editing this, but they still edit him to look like such an asshole. Yeah, it's like, hmm, it's weird. It's almost like he doesn't treat people like people. Yeah, Ugh. like it's very like horrible in hindsight to be like, oh, we kind of see signals that he's a narcissistic creep. Yeah. Even now. And then we get to the date the next day with Joe and Dave. And uh, Double O Dave gives her a watch. Uh, I have an irrelevant note about how much I like Megan's dress. <laughs> and then Joe gives her a locket with Megan and Lily. Yes. Joe and Megan, this is at a winery. Uh, and I always wonder about the people who are like, I'm your sommelier at this winery. I'm like, what is your day at work like? Yeah. <laughs> like... You're a professional who's great at your job, and you have to entertain reality show. I mean, yeah, like a, a sommelier is just kind of like, you'll get notes of apple on the aftertaste as you take it. Like, they're expert at tasting stuff. Yeah. And the idea is that wine is so complicated that if it was not explained to you, you wouldn't taste it. Yeah. <laughs> she and Joe, like, have good conversation. But it is like, Joe is very awkward. Yeah, this Joe is when, gives her the when I want to point out Joe gives her a locket and in the locket are pictures of Megan and Lily. Yes, not him. Yeah, uh, this is when I start to be like, oh, I'm picking up gay vibes from him as well. Just the way he handles wine and the way he's not connecting with Megan in any way. This is when I start to think maybe you know he is in fact gay. Yeah, and do do you perhaps have some insight? <laughs> Oh, he gay. Um, he and he was not secretive about it with the producers. He was openly gay during the show. He talks about having a meeting with a producer at a bar, and he gets drunk out of nerves before the meeting. And in his words, "Gay is hell. Drunk is hell." <laughs> and the other men in the house were pretty aware that he was gay as well. And he also implies that they exaggerate the net worth of the men. Right. Uh, but they were all millionaires. So uh, Joe kind of talks about his experience in the house and talks about like the vibe of the house being less fun than he had hoped. I'm hoping to get some more insight on that later. Right. So we, so we have this kind of like this moment and Double O Dave does nothing but talk about himself. Yes. Like Megan barely gets a word in edgewise. 
Yeah, he's he's very much trying to present himself as like almost like this wonderful ATM for her. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get back to the house and we and she's kind of like I've had no one-on-one time with Matt at all. So she talks to Matt and Matt's a professional wrestler and he starts to like show her how to do some moves. Yeah. And he lets her hit him a few times. Yeah. We see some basic arm bars, some wrist locks. And then he puts her in a hold. Yeah. And in something I do constantly, she goes, ow, ow, and he immediately lets go. And then she hits him. <laughs> she just slaps him and giggles. Yeah, like, which is such a, like, such a good move. <laughs> uh, I do this all the time. Um, and then they talk about, like, the wrestling world. And she's like, well, what would I be? And Matt says she'd be a good valet. Yes. And it's very, very clear that, like, Megan doesn't know what a valet means in this context. Yeah. She's thinking like a car valet. Yeah. A valet in the world of wrestling is a supermodel that walks a wrestler to the ring. Yeah. Like, I could see her being a good manager or a good valet. Yeah. But like an in-ring manager, not like someone's agent. Yeah. Like, she she's very physically similar to Stacy Keebler. Yes. And Stacy Keebler's job for the longest time was to dress sexy with the Dudley boys and occasionally show her butt to distract people. Yeah, like Sable. Megan would have been awesome at that. Yeah, and Megan's got that little, like, meat, like playful mean streak that would make her a fantastic manager of mm-hmm. LA. So we get to the elimination. Ryan has misplaced his card. Yeah, and this what is, is not up with this? This is not common. Usually, one... For the most part, your elimination totem is given back to you yeah. during the elimination. Like, come get your clock, come get your uh, tour pass. <laughs> like, could you Here Im- is your rose. Could you imagine being on Survivor and they're being like, bring up your torch and just, I don't, I don't know what happened to that. But you got nothing to snuff. But she, she chooses to keep him anyway, but like kind of chastises him. And keeps them in the order of Double O Dave, Corey, TJ, Punisher, Al, Ryan, Big Mike, Sex Toy Dave, Francisco. Leaving Matt, Joe, and Alex. Yes. Alex, this is his second time in the, like, bottom. Yeah. We have not met much of Alex yet. And, like, Matt gets cut, but it's very amiable. Like, yeah. he kind of, like, turns to the other guys and he's like, bye. Yeah, we, we spent time with Matt this episode, so we'd be sort of upset when he left. <laughs> Unlike a lot of these shows, Matt, like, turns around and says goodbye to the rest of the guys who, like, kindly mm-hmm. wish him well. Like, they kind of wave goodbye and they're like, bye, Matt. So you yeah. get the idea that, like, he probably didn't make great TV because he was probably just kind of, like, cool with everybody. I-, I feel like there's, in most reality shows, there's the one elimination where it's like, you're cool, but man, I'm not feeling this. And they're like, yeah, totes. Yeah, like, it's very <laughs> amiable. He's Good not- luck. He's not upset with her. Like, it's not dramatic. And then she gives Joe the just friend speech. Yeah. And he leaves and he's like, all right, bye. Yeah. And he gets the call in the car offering him to be on I Love Money. I Love Money. Yeah. Which we don't see in the episode, but he says, like, I was called immediately to ask if I wanted to be on I Love Money. Yeah. Joe was good TV. Uh, And he would have been really good TV if he had been, like, allowed to be more himself and I Love Money. Right. He's on the lost season. Mm-hmm. We have to talk a little bit about the lost season of I Love Money at the end of this. Okay. Um, and the last thing we see of the show that airs, we're going to talk about two more episodes, but the last thing we see that airs is 
this cool, like, joust and, like, a moat. Yeah, it was how great the next episode was supposed to be. And that's the last VH1 saw of mm-hmm. Megan Wants a Millionaire. And it's the last we saw of Megan Wants a Millionaire for almost 11 years. Mm-hmm. So, the next episode is episode four. Yes, which airs exclusively on, on Megan Megan's Houserman's YouTube. YouTube channel. And it dramatically changes. No, we don't get commercials anymore. Yeah. We get, like, production. Production notes of, like... Segment two of 11. Mm-hmm. Like, we get the, like, slates. Yeah, like, does this have graphics? Yes. Like, stuff like that. And while we're talking about production, this is something I want to bring up. What is with the per- the dimensions of this show? Because whenever we're live, mm-hmm. it's your standard tube TV 4x3 look. Yeah. Then when we go to a confessional, it shoots to widescreen. Why? <laughs> like, why is it constantly changing its dimensions? Because I remember thinking... Like, the first time I caught on to it was we were in a confessional and it was widescreen, but the VH1 logo was on, like, the black bars. Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. And then it cut back to, like, live for the show, and it's in 4x3. It's like, this is a weird look yeah. to constantly be changing to. So we get to episode four, and, like, these are Megan's copies, which, like, thank you so much, Megan, for putting these out here. Like, I... As someone who was very interested in these shows and the ethics of reality TV, I deeply appreciate that she did this. Yeah, me too. Um, my, my first note is that Sex Toy Dave is getting frustrated. Yes. Because he hasn't had any time with Megan yet. I have a lot going on and now is not the time for me to just disappear from my business. Wait, don't they all have pearls and beads? But I'm still trying to spend time with Megan rather than work. But at this point, I don't really know her and i'm gonna start to need a date caution dave all work and no play makes sex toy dave a dull boy yes or his sex toys um no he's working (laughs) we actually uh there's actually another person on i love money who complains about never getting to be alone with their sex toys uh so that it's funny that you said that frenchie uh from rock of love is like i've never i haven't gotten used my vibrator and i'm very upset uh so that's why when you said that i was like haha uh but sex toy dave is frustrated and he's working and we hear like a clip of him on the phone talking about like rabbit vibrators and he's like they all spin and have beads and it made me laugh like (laughs) it was just a very like one of those conversations that is completely normal in context but is clearly like we we know the context right and it's still kind of funny absolutely ryan my next note is god ryan is charmless yeah for being the smooth operator and, like, I don't even know what he said, but I just made a note that he was gross. Yeah, he's a gross man. The note says Megan's going to be testing us on our manhood. Perfect. I'll just unzip my pants. And I want to point out that in the next two episodes, Megan continues to wear Joe's locket. Yes. Um, now, I, I get, go ahead and say what you're going to say, because I have a counter-argument. I find this super interesting, because, like, we never see her wear the snowflake again. And I kind of feel like... I wonder if she... Joe doesn't really get into whether Megan was aware he was gay. Although, like, if we are figuring it out from the edit, Megan would probably probably figure it out. So almost like it's a gift from my friend. Yeah. So it's not a spurned lover's token. Yes. I also think that there's a good chance that uh, 
Megan picked out all the things that were potential guests or gifts for her. And the locket was just something she wanted. And then she got it. So she continued to wear it regardless of who gave it to her. I mean, my counter argument to that is that she doesn't wear any of the other jewelry people have given her. Yeah, I don't, we don't she, see her in like the watch. Yeah, we see her in Big Mike's dress in that episode for the yes. elimination ceremony. But like... We don't tend to see her wear the gifts that often. So that's why I thought it was interesting that she wore the locket. But I think it's also like the locket, because it was from Joe, it wouldn't signal that she still had feelings for Mm -hmm. Joe. That's true. It feels like she just liked it. Uh, So then we have, you know, they get led out into the grounds and Megan is standing there with a debonair looking man holding an umbrella over her head. Mm -hmm. And we find out he's Jack Dagger. Jack Dagger. And he's like real life James Bond skillsman. His it's name a, cannot possibly really be Jack Dagger. I, I refuse to look it up. It is as far as I know. <laughs> and it's a great reveal of like, he looks like he's just standing holding Megan's umbrella. And then he's the guy. Yes. Like it's a good reveal. So then we get these, um, we get these little uh, face offs. Yeah, we get these little face-offs, and the first one is axe-throwing. No, is it axes or knives? I thought it was knives. Knives, you're yeah. right. Knives-throwing. Axe-throwing is current. Yeah. And he shows each man how to throw a knife. Mm-hmm. And it's Sextoy Dave versus Alex. Yes. Sextoy Dave gets a score of nine. Yeah, Sextoy Dave knows how to get it in there, you know? He knows how to penetrate. Alex gets zero. Yes. Because I want to talk about this. If you've never been axe-throwing... knife throwing. Or, well, axe throwing for the the sake of the story. Because uh, axe throwing is a thing you can go do. If you get a group of your friends together, uh, there will be one friend that no matter how many times you tell them, will throw it as hard as they can. Yeah. And it will go bonk and just fall to the ground. Because it's a finesse thing. Yeah. And they're just going to try to throw full power every time. Yeah. I say this as in my wallet, I have a I'm a champion axe thrower card. Good for one free game. Yes. Because I played against a bunch of people who were just like trying to use all power. And it's just like, no, you just let it go very nicely. Like you're bowling? No, even nicer than bowling. Because you kind of try to throw it hard when bowling. So. Like darts. Yeah. And so Sex Toy Dave walks away with it. Yes. Um. And it's very funny because they kind of, uh, Megan screams out who they should picture in the uh, targets. And it's, uh, she yells out for Brett, Heather, Sharon Osbourne, Pumpkin, Toasty, and Rodeo. Yes. Who are just everyone who've pissed her off over Rock of Love and Charm School. And Charm School. Then they have bar wrestling, which looks like that, like, state fair jousting. It's the competition that they did on Opposite Worlds without the tasers. Yes. (laughs) But without the tasers. Yeah. So they have to grab onto a stick. This is also like a really common game in those real world road rules challenges. Because it's cheap and easy to put together. You you each grab a stick and you try to wrestle the stick away from the other person. Yeah. And uh, Corey wins two out of three pretty handily. Well, Corey, like like a pimp... Uh, gets picked, and they're like, who do you want to challenge? Would you like to select your opponent? Which one would you like me to beat? 
<laughs> yeah, it's a which is terrifying because Punisher could have been chosen. Yeah, it's it's a really good moment for Corey. Yeah, and he he takes on Ryan, and it is a battle. Like it is brutal, but Ryan just kind of gives up towards the end. Yeah, so uh, Corey wins handily. Then we get fencing, and it's Big Mike versus TJ, and it's close. Yes. It's the first to ten, and you can tell partway through, the producers were like, why did we have this go to ten? Yeah, probably should went to five. Like, it takes a while for them to get to ten. They have the highest possible score. Yeah, and it goes nine-nine, because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And then we get my favorite, the martini challenge. It's Francisco versus Punisher. <laughs> and they have... It's such a cheap challenge for Francisco. You guys fight over a stick. You guys stab each other. You give me a drink. Just anything. No, a martini specifically. (laughs) And Punisher's never made a martini. And has no idea what he's doing. And she says, I like vodka martinis. Mm -hmm. And Francisco quickly... And neatly dispatches a vodka martini and hands it to Megan. Yes. Like, nothing. Like, and you can see him do all of, like, the bartender things, where he puts ice in the glass, chills the glass, and then dumps the ice. Yeah. Like, he's doing all the stuff. Yeah, he puts in an olive. Like, he makes it... He makes a perfect martini very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punisher makes a gin martini, kind of. Yeah, he's trying to watch what Francisco is doing. But Francisco's do so that. good and so fast. Yeah. So Francisco wins, like, easily. And then we get to the last one, which is Double O Dave versus Al swimming the moat. Yeah. They do not excel. Uh, Alex nearly pisses himself watching this challenge. Because we watch everyone who's already done their challenges cracking up. And you know Francisco's sitting there, like, smug as hell. Well, they keep saying it's freezing. Yeah. And, like, there's one part where they have to swim under a bridge, and Mm -hmm. Al almost dies. Yeah, like, it's... (gasps) And Ryan jumps in to try to, like, win their challenge, because he lost his. (laughs) And Al still wins. Al still wins, and Ryan loses again. So then, uh, Corey wins the solo date. But the other four who won their challenges, Al, Big Mike, Sex Toy Dave, and Francisco are going to go lawn bowling with her tomorrow. Yeah. and Cool Corey, date. <laughs> Corey declines to buy her anything. Corey's like, I want this to just be about yeah. us spending time together. Not feeling it. And it works. Yeah. They make out in the hot tub. Megan has a great time. No mention of presents. Yeah. Like, and I think this is when we kind of have the like, certain men have to buy access and certain men yeah. that Megan likes more don't have to buy access. Mm-hmm. Because Megan genuinely wants to spend time with Corey. So isn't miffed that he didn't give her anything. Because there's no confessional where she complains about it. She doesn't say anything to him. And then Double uh, O Dave corners Megan after the hot tub date and kind of just whines. Yeah. About not getting... Just whines about it. And Megan kind of is like, well, you quit. You're a quitter. You're not going to quit on me, are you? And Dave's like, no, this isn't foreshadowing. <laughs> So we get to the group date and like Big Mike gives her beautiful shoes. Uh, Al gives her her own uh, lawn bowling set. And there's a lot of jokes about Al's balls being in Megan's hands. Yes. Uh, and Sex Toy Dave and Francisco are just like, we didn't give anything to you. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and 
Sex Toy Dave at this point is kind of just like talking about business and he kind of talks over Megan a lot. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this isn't going to go well. Yeah. This um, is a commercial. <laughs> uh, Megan's eye makeup is peak 2009. Yeah. I, I forget why it is, but I like have a note there that I'm like, oh, this this eye makeup is very much the eye makeup I was wearing to parties at the time too. And then we see like Megan decide she's going to do some sleuthing. And it's such a funny shot. Because it's Megan in like her a different little dress on her fancy, fancy bed mm-hmm. with like a laptop just being like, I'm going to do some I'm research. I'm going to do some research. Pull up Google. Yeah, like it's very <laughs> funny. And then uh, we get to the post-date, everyone's scrambling to spend time with her. And then we get Alex. And yes. Alex goes like, do you want to know why they call me the Alaconda? And she's like, I, I kind of don't. Yeah, don't. And he goes, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just show her your dick. Yeah. And he, like, not, like, he doesn't, like, unzip. He pulls out, like, his camera roll. Yeah, because he's got, like, good lighting pictures. Yeah. Of his di- he he could have been showing her someone else's dick. I, this just dawned on me. This could have been a lie where he's just like, no, this is my dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse because it's an even worse move. Yeah, he could be Tinder scamming her in real time. <laughs> So it's it's just bad. It was an old picture. It's, a- it's so bad. Um and like we I want I'm watching I Love Money 4 right now and Alex's edit is for research because we're really efficient. No, I love I Love Money. Shut up. <laughs> um, and like Alex's edit makes him look like such a crass horn dog. Yeah. Like he comes off better in Megan Wants a Millionaire, but like not by a lot. Right. So we get the um, we get to the elimination ceremony, and Corey gets his card. Al, Big Mike, Francisco, and Ryan get their cards. No drama. And then Megan finds an interview where Sex Toy Dave admits to doing reality shows to promoting his business. Yes, to promote his business, and says he doesn't think he could find love on a reality show. Yes, and I did a little bit of research on this. That's right. Noah did some research. Noah did. Noah did. Noah did some research. And uh, it turns out Sex Toy Dave was on Millionaire Matchmaker twice. Yeah, and he was his episode there was actually more popular than Megan Wants a Millionaire. Yeah. So he'd actually be like IMDb known for. I mean, this is a buried show. Yeah. Like, like when you talk about the other VH1 reality shows, not only did this like get canceled and like, not complete its run. But when you were a VH1 reality show, like, you were on all the time. Like, usually what happened was, like, yeah, debuting, like, Thursdays at 10, let's say. Yeah. Then, like, they would show the first episode Thursday at 10. And then next Thursday, they would show that episode at 9, and then the new episode at 10. And then the third episode, they would show the first episode at 8, the second episode at 9, and then the new one at 10. And then once you got all the episodes out, they would show them for just weekends. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't watch a number of these first run because I was in college and I, like, didn't watch TV. Mm -hmm. But I'd be home during the summer. And if I didn't have work, I I didn't have a car. Yeah. So I was home. And, like, VH1 would it? Oh, they knew what their audience was because they'd start that first episode at like 11 a.m. Yeah. They wouldn't start it early. They'd be like, no, 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 college kids, come on. Yeah, they're just getting up. And you'd find yourself watching the entire season of Rock of Love bus in one day. Mm-hmm. And it was also very smart synergy because like all of their shows 
cannibalize these people for other shows. So, like, you wanted them to know who Pumpkin was and who, you know, Megan was. Because they were going to be on other shows. They kind of hinged on you already having an opinion on them. Yeah. So, she cut Sex Toy Dave's card. And Sex Toy Dave in his, like, exit confessional tries to promote himself, but VH1 bleeps all of the websites. Yes. Well, as uh, Sex Toy Dave, one of the largest distributors of adult products on the internet, owner of many of adult properties, including .com, .com, I'm very disappointed to have lost this great marketing, I mean, this um, opportunity to find true love. I don't suspect there'll be a Mrs. Sex Toy Dave for quite some time. It was sextoy.com. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Kudos to Sex Toy Dave for getting sextoy.com. Wasn't he like the first, like, sex toy online seller? I think he was like, yeah, one of the first. So, like, this was kind of before this was big business. Right. Like, he kind of got in before... On the ground floor of the internet. He was like Netflix with streaming. Like... Yeah. He kind of got in before everyone was doing it. But, like, if you think about the internet, like, things like movies.com or uh, just any service, like porn.com, I don't know. Like, those aren't the sites... Like, those are the first try that usually don't catch on. But he, he has sextoy.com. And hey, still operational. <laughs> oh, well, good for that. All right. So then we kind of get down to the last few. And she allows TJ and Punisher to stay. And it's down to Double O Dave and Alex. And she sends Alex home. And Alex is just like, oh, well, she saw my dick and sent me home. <laughs> yeah. My alaconda don't. My alaconda don't want none. No, he doesn't say that. I know I said it. Yeah, he just, his alaconda don't let him get to stay. (laughs) So. Don't get none. The last episode that we have access to is episode five. The last episode that we also have guaranteed is complete. Yes. Uh, Because turnaround on these shows is probably tighter than I realize. Yes. So, like, these shows may not have been fully edited and ready to go. And they do kind of a game where they get each millionaire to have another one's, like, giant cardboard fan head on, like, a sign. Yes. And they're going to imitate each other. Yes, it's a roast where you become the person that you're roasting. And this is all about Ryan. And it's all about Ryan being mean. Yeah. And it's just, like, Ryan being... Ryan bullying Al, essentially. Yeah. Ryan gets Al, which I think is the jackpot of the roast. Yeah. No, no, like Out of who's left. Like, out of who's left. I think I could write a pretty good roast about Double O Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, like, I don't think I would want a roast Punisher. Or Big Mike. He's their large gentleman. Yeah. Like, Corey and TJ don't have a ton to roast. Exactly. Because we never see them. So... And, like, Ryan gloats in his confessional. He's like, I'm going to make a men- an enemy for life. Yeah. So, like, Ryan's edit is very creepy and mean here. And the segment clearly does not make comedy gold. Because we don't see much. No, we really don't. For as proud of it as he is, there's no, like, good quote to pull. And then they do things where they give questions to Megan that are just ratting out each other. Because, like... 
Megan mentions that Corey has had other women and Corey quickly assuages her fears. And she's, he's like, no, no, no. Like that was in the past. I wouldn't judge you for what you've done before we met. Don't judge me for what I've done. She's like, okay. Uh, Ryan repeatedly dodges the question about his net worth. Yes. And I was so curious about this afterwards because they didn't tell us what he did. Right. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to I Love Money. Oh, I can't wait. Um, I'm so full of questions. We find out Francisco was married. Punisher doesn't know his number of how many uh, women he slept with. Yes, but it, it's close to 500 is what they imply. Yeah, Big Mike has been in prison and has yes. only recently gotten out. And they're Big like... house, Mike. Yeah, and like, TJ is a workaholic, but he goes like, look, if you're not around, I'm going to work. Yeah. if you're around, I'm going to be with you. Yeah. It's like, oh no, he's busy making money. Yeah, so what he, a jerk. And he answers correctly that like, I'm a workaholic, but if you're around, you're priority one. And like, Megan's life is kind of in a way that like, she would be out of town yeah. for a week at a time doing a VH1 show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, TJ's going to work harder those two weeks. Yeah, she has money to love. And then like, she kind of calls out Double O Dave for mentioning that... Being on this show is going to get him a lot of women. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm not going to turn them down if they start coming. Unbelievable. Terrible answer. Uh, TJ gets the private date. Punisher and Corey are going to get the uh, group date the next day. Yes. So we finally get to see who these people are. And TJ buys everything. Yes. For the date and tips Niles. And he takes her to this beautiful restaurant she likes and... Uh, she's like, oh, this is my favorite cuvee. And he's like, get it. Get it. He buys her a gift as well. And then, like, we hear them talking. Yeah. And And we see them as humans. And Megan, like, talks about how she went to college at 16. And this is the first time... It's also the first time we hear Megan actually reveal something about herself. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, this date's really interesting to me because, like, this is the first time... One, first time we spend substantial amounts of time with TJ. Yeah. And secondly, the first time that Megan's really in her own date and the date isn't about trying to buy Megan. Yeah. And TJ gives her the jewelry gift very long into the date. Like, there's already a connection. There's already, like, they're already talking and enjoy each other's company. And the move works perfectly. Like, it's kind of more of a seal the deal instead of, like, what Al does where it's the beginning of the date. And he's like, here, I got you this. Mm Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, speaking of Al, Al is trying to make her a redneck pie, which yes. is a dump cake. A dump cake, yeah. Um, and you do not stir a dump cake. Yeah. Uh, it's like a big uh, BuzzFeed video recipe at this point. Ryan stirred the dump cake. Yeah. What a jerk. So we kind of have this moment where like Ryan and Al are fighting. Francisco's just in the kitchen eating a snack. Yeah, like this is going to be good. Like Francisco may as well just be sitting there with like a cookie and a juice box. Punisher gets in to referee. Yeah, Punisher's the voice of reason. Uh, Al pulls his shirt off. Yeah, he's got buttons. So it like snap, 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 but it doesn't get all of it. So he's got like one still. It's so funny. And like we'd see them just like have an altercation. Then we get to the marina date, and it's like a date at a marina, but Corey and Punisher split, making it a yacht date. A yacht date, yes. Uh, my next quote here is, some of Megan's clothes are held together with string and Megan's force of will. Oh my god, what like, she's wearing in this outfit. That like, 
I can't even describe it. <laughs> fashion tape has to be involved. It has like, to be a majority of it. Like, it might solely be fashion tape. Because, like, physics says no. <laughs> like, physics says, like, there's no way this is staying up. Yeah. It's staying up. wind could destroy this. Yeah, like, it, it's a great outfit and it looks great on her. Mm. But, like, I'm just... The late 2000s, you forget how little clothing some of these outfits are. Um, so, Megan and Corey talk and, like, Corey's not really sure about where he stands with Megan. And he's not sure if he wants to pursue the relationship further. Meanwhile, Punisher sells out Double O Dave, but gets himself way further in with Megan than Corey does. So, like, Punisher kind of wins in this date. Megan's still wearing the locket. And then Megan puts on a big fancy dinner party for everyone. Yeah. This is something we usually see in, like, the middle of the series. The big group dinner. Because mm-hmm. Megan doesn't usually eat with them. So this is Megan kind of making everybody all talk together outside of the confines of a challenge or a date. And Megan asks the men who she should eliminate. Ryan immediately votes for Al because Ryan decides he doesn't like Al. Instead of voting for Ryan, Al votes for Double O Dave and outs him for considering quitting the previous night. Yes. And Megan and Double O Dave have a big fight. And Double O Dave's like, I don't know you an explanation. Well, he says something like, uh, if you got a stock that's going down, you dump it, which is wrong. If you have a stunk that is going down, you dump it. Yeah. I can't believe he said that wrong. <sighs> Such a dork. <laughs> um, so Megan says like, Dave, do you want to leave? And he says, yes. And she's like, okay, get out. Yeah. And Al's like, you want me to beat him up? And he, like, jokingly pulls his chair out. And, like, Al kind of successfully, like, salvages the dinner yeah. doing that. Uh, so Double O Dave leaves. Yeah. Like, like, Daisy of Love style quits. Yeah. And uh, Megan says, like, hey, this doesn't save anybody. Yeah, I'll see you all at elimination. And uh, then they get to the elimination. And the producers have clearly, in this interim... Uh, reminded Megan that they don't. she doesn't have enough people to eliminate and still have the right number of people for the show. Yeah. And she goes, you all get to stay. Yes. This is kind of the, the usual turning point of a reality show where we've kind of gotten rid of the fodder. Yeah. And like now everyone that's left is a contender to win. Yes. So I'm really excited for the... Oh. Oh, no, this is how it ends. We, and we actually see a little bit of the next ser- next episode on the, like, next on Megan Wants a Millionaire. Right. Um, we find out that Ryan does not pay for the extra things on... He must win the date. Yeah. And they take, like, a public transportation situation. Yeah. And she's very upset. There's a game show challenge. We find out that Mike dates someone super... He, Mike has never dated anyone close to his own age. Yes. And then we get a Megan talking head of worst date ever. And we never get to know what that was. And uh, this is when the show has been... Like, the show has been canceled. We don't even know if episode six is complete. Yeah. So we know that there's raw footage, but because, probably an editor has never seen it. Uh, the show filmed in early March 2009... Because I Love Money essentially filmed, like, a week or two after uh, Megan Wants a Millionaire filmed. Yeah. Because they pull Ryan and Joe right from Megan Wants a Millionaire. Yes. Into I Love Money. 
Uh, Ryan was ultimately supposed to come in third. Right. For Megan Wants a Millionaire. Well, he did come in third, right? He did come in third. Yeah. Uh, TJ wins. TJ Which won. is why I'm really glad we saw this last episode where we see TJ and Megan connect on a human level. Yeah. Because based on what aired on VH1, most people probably don't even remember TJ. Yeah. And like seeing that date, I was like, oh, okay. Like you kind of feel good about him winning. Yeah. Even though the more research I do about the envelope, they are crazy, crazy produced. Yes. Because uh, Megan has actually admitted in interviews, Ryan was her choice to win. And the producer said no. Which uh, Megan, uh, she does talk of love with Lacey Skulls. And Megan is also very visibly uncomfortable talking about Ryan. Because she did have something of a relationship with him. Yeah. They had an on and off relationship as far as talking. He leaves the show and pretty much gets married as soon as the show, as soon as he's gone. Yeah. He marries a woman he meets in Vegas, Jasmine Fiore. And by all accounts, the marriage is not particularly happy. Right. So for the marriage to ultimately end in her murder mm. is horrifying. And we find out, for, like, this is what I've been able to piece together, is he lost a lot of money in the 2008 crash. Mm. So he doesn't have as much money as he's implying. And he goes on I Love Money and ultimately wins. Uh, because he needs this money and his story essentially and I love money was he married this gorgeous model and the marriage is on the outs because he doesn't have the money he projected he had. So it's to keep her. Yes. Weird. And he's like obsessed with her. Hmm. And uh, Joe talks about the change in Ryan after his wedding because Joe talks about like Ryan and he were actually friendly in the house. He's like, Ryan was the least, like, rude to me. Interesting. But when they get to I Love Money 3, Ryan's horrible. Huh. So it's very, very interesting. Um, Joe also kind of talks about the vibe of the house being, like, much more boring. He thought they'd be partying every night. And that's more of what you get on, like, I Love Money. Right. Where everyone's drunk all the time. Uh, this destroys the background check company. Yeah. And there is a, a really chilling detail from Lacey Skull's po uh, podcast where she was supposed to take Ryan and Jasmine horseback riding. Right. And he texts her asking for a rain check because Jasmine doesn't have equipment to go horseback riding. Mm -hmm. She re Lacey realizes Jasmine has already been murdered when this text is sent. Yeah. And that's just like such a horror movie detail. Yeah. And it's very obvious when you watch any of the talk of loves that have anything to do with Megan Wants a Millionaire, there's trauma in yeah. everyone who is connected to it. Yeah, because it's a person you know that you wouldn't imagine. You don't imagine anyone you know as a murderer. And especially, like, in that brutal of a fashion. Yeah. And so this is, like, a very, a very dark thing that ultimately destroys the production company. Because uh, there were a number of shows that were supposed to happen that yeah. had been greenlit. Oh, do, do you know these? Because that's interesting. Uh, Megan was supposed to get a season two. Okay. Uh, so I guess things Megan wants a billionaire. So I guess things don't work out with TJ. Uh, New York was supposed to get I Love New York season three. Okay. New York goes to work too. Okay. Uh, Farrah and Ashley from Rock of Love Bus were going to get a spinoff called Blondtourage. It's a good name. And uh, Daisy of Love was supposed to get a second season. 
Which I'm sure is crushing to hear. Because uh, Daisy of Love actually, like, if you look at this, um, if you look at the I Love Money cast for I Love Money 3, which is the lost season that Ryan wins and has never aired in any capacity, about half that cast is Daisy of Love. Right. Like, most of the male cast is Daisy of Love. Interesting. But it's, at that point, like, the only male-centered ones are Megan Wants a Millionaire, Daisy of Love, and I Love New York. Right. So there just aren't as many men, because all the I Love New York guys have already been on, like, a couple shows. Right, right. So, uh, I Love New, or excuse me, I Love Money 3 never makes it to air. It was supposed to air January 2010, uh, but because Ryan wins the season, you can't even cut like, you can't cut him out, yeah. It's not even like he gets knocked out in like the third or fourth episode and you could have just hacked together a pilot. Right. And like just kind of started in media res with like, here's the six people who are left. Right. So it's, it ultimately destroys the genre of television. Yeah. Because the only things that air from this company after this are Entertainer. Frank the Entertainer and A Basement Affair and I Love Money 4. Right. Both of which had already filmed. Yeah, and it's got to be a weird, like, taint to it. Because I remember when I Love Money 2 came out, like, the 2 in the logo was very prominent. So when I Love Money 4 came out, it's not like they could call it I Love Money 3 and just pretend like that didn't happen. So there's clearly, like, a gap. Yeah. So, like, the fact that I Love Money 4 exists references what happened with Ryan, in a way. Yeah, like, they they don't know what to do. But that's most of what I have for the show. The show is kind of a weird uh, thing nobody, like, really wants to talk about. uh, Just because of the nature of it. Yeah. It's a little difficult, because, like, there's trauma there. Mm Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> Excuse me. So I guess we have to give it a verdict then. Yeah, this is a really difficult one to give a, a verdict to. Right. Um, I, The gameplay itself actually does have a lot of problems to it. Yeah. Niles kind of sucks. The Niles show, really sucks. The show is a capitalist nightmare. I, I don't want to take Megan's show away, though, because Megan herself works. Yeah, the show is wonderful garbage. Like, yeah. there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, I can't believe this is happening on this show. Uh, I kind of dig the idea of just like, yeah, spend your own money. Yeah. I think that's kind of fun. But my thought process is, on all these other shows, you have these people who want to be famous. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to just do things and be wild to be famous. In this, you needed guys who were millionaires who are willing to go on television who can't find a woman. Yeah, guys who are millionaires willing to go on television. And they don't do that because Joe is gay. <laughs> like, it's a lie. Well, and they said, like, Joe and a lot of his trust fund friends all auditioned together. Oh, really? Yeah, so they... They said, like, he came down to the top 50, and he was the only one of his friends to make it to the top 50. Wow. So, like, there were men clamoring to do this show. It is very much a, like, this was a show for people who, like, wanted to be, like, Garth has money, but he wanted to be famous. Yeah. Because Garth, uh, Ryan. Sex mode. (laughs) Garth, Ryan, Joe, Francisco, and Punisher, and Alaconda. All do I love money seasons. 
Because really? Garth, Alex, Punisher, and Francisco are all in I Love Money 4. Interesting. Yeah, and they are unlikable as a group. I, I, that makes sense. Like, Francisco's the least unlikable, but, like, not by a lot. <laughs> it's tough to go on I Love Money because, yes, you love money, but you already have it. <laughs> so it's not as a, a desperate pursuit as it is for Chance and Buckwild. <laughs> uh, I Love Money is... It's rough because, like, you have characters you really like in it, and then you have characters where you're like, shut up. Stop. I, I had to watch another thing with Chi-Chi in it, and, like, <laughs> I, I do not care for Chi-Chi as a character. Yeah, I, I'm i actually going to give this... I don't think I ever actually gave it a... Oh, uh, yeah, what do you say, then? I'm going to say... I'm on the fence still. I'm going to say stay tuned, because I think you would need to change things for season two, but I don't think it's... Um, I don't think it's game over rule amounts of changes. I, I'm going to give it a stay doomed then and a stay tuned now. Unfortunately, Megan is married. Well, fortunately for Megan. Yeah, I think, she's I think happy. Megan's happy about um, that. <laughs> un- unfortunately for us, but fortunately for Megan, uh, Megan is happily married with a child. Because like, my thought process is, I think not doing these shows anymore is the correct move then. I think now's the time we can bring that back. I know they're trying to. I know there was a... Because interestingly, in the last year or so, there's been a resurgence of interest in these shows. Yeah. Uh, there was an I Love New York reunion. Interesting. Uh, during quarantine. And uh, there was a run called One Mo Chance. Uh, that is Chance from Real Chance of Love. And uh, I have to do a little research, but there's a lot of controversy with it from what I understand. And it, yeah, when you first told me that, I was like, all right, that makes sense. When then you told me that it was recent, my mind exploded. Yeah, so like there's, and with the Megan Wants a Millionaire episodes uh, resurfacing in the last year with Lacey Skulls starting her podcast, Talk of Love, like there's been a lot of uh, resumed interest in this show and this family of shows. Yeah, I, I think it's time to do like a... Uh, a surreal life or something like that. Because more importantly, the idea of a celebrity has changed. Yes. So it would be fun to do a surreal life where it's like, who are you? Well, I was on this sitcom you might remember. Who are you? I'm a Let's Player. Yeah. Like that would be very interesting to see. And like you and I actually had this discussion uh, today while we were just like on our walk about how many thousands of reality show contestants are just out there. Yeah. Like, I did some, like, quick math, and we reasoned at least 500 people had been on Survivor. Yeah, and, like, this is the first Avengers. I'm going to go real crazy. Okay. Where they assemble all these... This is the first, like, multiverse here. Where we're having, like, all these universes coming together to form these other things. Because, like, there were people from Real Chance of Love... On I Love Money. Yes. So imagine that's the first thing that you're seeing is I Love Money. And you're sitting with your sweetheart. And you're like, who's that? You're like, oh, they, that person was on uh, Real Chance of Love. What's Real Chance of Love? Well, they she failed to date Real or Chance. Yeah. Who are Real or Chance? Oh, they're these two guys that tried to date New York and failed. Who's New York? Who's New York? And, the, and that's where you can get it to at least Flavor Flav. And New York is a girl who failed to date Flavor Flav. Like, 
let's all get calculators out and calculate how far away from famous yeah. <laughs> these girls were. Yeah, like when you get someone like Sassy or Hot Wings yeah. from I Love Money 4, where it's just like, one, them, two, Real and Chance, three, New York, four, Flavor Flav. Because I remember there was a show called like making the video or something Mm -hmm. where you got to like impersonate your favorite band and like lip sync and they made a music video and they did an episode for together which was mtv's fake band oh my god so it was just like wait what are we doing we're caught in the loop (laughs) nothing is real yeah like because i i just did some quick dirty math there have been 590 survivor contestants 590? Yes. Wow. 590 different Survivor contestants. And they didn't pick me. 103 people have played multiple times. Really? Yeah. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Wikipedia, for doing the math for me. Um, Which means I was not that far off of my estimate of 550. Price is right rules. I did okay. Yeah. So, like, reality shows in general, like... They're very, they're a very unique brand, and for VH1 to be able to create like this universe, where like if you're if you can get on one, it opens the door to all these other ones, and this just kind of like of love, era, time loop, yeah, era of people, like to create that whole faction and then have it all just fall apart one day. Yeah, the number of people whose careers were completely eviscerated by this because didn't you tell me something like not airing i love money three cost like 10 million dollars uh losing megan wants a millionaire and i love money three cost 51 minds 12 million dollars 12 million dollars like that's crazy and like to also think like vh1 is now in a situation where they have to find 15 new hours of television yeah and granted they're probably just going to rerun New York Goes to Work. But what you can sell ads for for a first-run episode of I Love Money versus a rerun of Rock of Love Bus. Yeah. Because I know, like, ad sales matter. Like, is it a rerun? Is it a first-run? Is it one of your bigger shows? Mm -hmm. Like, what they were running... And VH1 is still majority reality shows. Yeah. Uh, Yes, they they tend to be... uh, And it's not unlike this, where it's like, Different versions of Black Ink Crew, different iterations of Love and Hip Hop, uh, but it's never quite the same. Yeah, because like we're the big trend of reality shows today is the Real Housewives of X, and VH1 does do like Basketball Wives. Yeah, it's not the competition format anymore. Because I believe it's more of like a total. A Total Divas, I, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I believe Total Divas was originally a VH1 show called Wrestling Wives. Okay. And they were like, well, the Wrestling Wives are also wrestlers, so let's <laughs> let's not just call them Wrestling Wives. Yeah. So it's very much based in this idea of, uh, now it's all lifestyle. Yeah. It's all like slice of life-esque reality shows with existing people. And the cast doesn't change that much from season to season. Like, in a Total Divas, like, you know, this season we don't have JoJo, but we do have... But, like, most of the cast stays pretty consistent from season to season. And it's not a competition base. Right. And that's what we have more of. These are probably much cheaper to produce. And they're probably much easier to produce. I know a lot of the last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians was uh, filmed via iPhones. Yeah, weird. Like, they set up confessionals in the Kardashians' homes. 
and every day, like, a production – or every week, a production assistant would have to come with a new iPhone for them. Oh, wow. And take the old one away to get the, the, the confessional data. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, I think we're at a time where, because of quarantine, once quarantine's lifted, like, there's going to be all these celebrities that are hungry to work again. And it's like, do you guys just want to sit in a house with strangers? Like, yeah, all right, surreal life, here we go. Yeah, I'm a little surprised because I know Big Brother did run yes. this season. And Big Brother had, like, if, if they had a cast of 20, they called 30 people. Uh, because they were testing people beforehand. And if you had a positive test, you didn't make it into the yeah, house. You would have like three negative tests in a row. Yeah, it's very interesting. Because you'd think Big Brother would be the safest thing to do right now. Honestly, th- there were no COVID cases that stemmed from being in the house. Yeah. Uh, because they test- they quarantined everybody and tested the crap out of them. Yeah. So I- I'm almost a little surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if next year we saw a bunch of things drop that we didn't know were being filmed. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, let's uh, let's move on, I guess, to what we're doing coming soon. So it's a it's a Valentine's Day surprise. Yeah. So first off, uh, we did the vote. So as a result of the Patreon poll, what we are doing for episode one hundred and three will be Heather's. Okay. So get excited for Heather's. Yeah, However, surprise! Store. Even though this was a two-hour episode. It's surprisingly a two-parter. What? Next time on part two of Megan Wants a Millionaire, we're going to have a very special guest. Oh my God. We are going to be sitting down and talking to Sex Toy Dave. Yeah. So Sex Toy Dave interview next time, and then we'll be doing Heather's. So get excited for that. This is insane. This is like my freaking dream. Yeah, we're going to sit down and talk to Sex Toy Dave. Dave. This is nuts. Uh, also, very soon we should have... The Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. We should have our first Patreon-exclusive episode of Serenity. We'll be going up very soon. It's been recorded. It's been recorded. I'm just going to edit it and put it up very soon, which means we need to talk about what we are doing next time in the crowdfunded crypt. So what are our ideas for the crowdfunded crypt that uh, our patrons get to vote on this time? Okay. Uh, do you have our patron idea? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, let's, why don't you start? Because my computer is still restarting. Okay, sure. Uh, so from our crowdfund crypt keeper, Matthew, he has requested that we take a look at one of his favorite game shows. We'll be taking a look at this new show. Well, not a, it's not a new show. Yeah, but well, if it's new, we can't do it. Then what if it comes back? Uh, it's it's not a, uh, it won't be a Stay Doomed episode. So it's a, it's oh, a yeah, you're right. Uh, but we're going to be taking a look at a show called Trap. Okay. It's kind of like an escape the room game show. So we're going to be taking a look at that. We'll probably only look at like three or four episodes of it and we'll give a review on that. We're also going to bring back what came in second place last time. So our runner up in our last poll, the top 10 TV moments, our personal top 10 TV moments. Other suggestions. I have to do it because we talked about it. We're going to watch one of Donald's movies. Yes. Let's watch Shark Exorcist, please. Yeah, well, let's say Shark Exorcist for now. It'll be whatever we can find. Yeah. so Uh, Because I'm not sure how easy these are going to be to find. Yeah, but we're going to try to find one and we'll watch it and we'll give a review. And what is your idea? Uh, Since we're doing Heathers, uh, I'm going to suggest doing the Heathers slime tutorial. We're going to make slime? Uh, Slime tutorial is a colloquialism for... um, uh, bootleg. 
That's on the internet. Oh, okay. A bootleg of the film? Uh, a bootleg of the musical. Oh, don't vote for that one. Uh, so what I would like you to do is take a look at the poll that will be dropping probably tomorrow on the Stay Doomed Twitter. You can vote for the review of Trapped, the review of one of Donald's movies, maybe Shark Exorcist, maybe something else, the top 10 TV moments of our opinion, and Heather's the musical. Welcome to my candy store. Where can people find us, Laura? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. Special thanks go to our patrons, including Matthew, our crowdfund crypt keeper. And if you want to talk to me about sex toys, because we're going to talk to Sex Toy Dave, I'm at Plus Two Comedy. If you want to talk to me about literally any of the celebrity shows, like seriously, any of them, come on, uh, I'm at Sprocket League. Until next time, stay doomed.